1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall
2: Guy. That's what the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
2: Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG-13.
3: I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This, this is Kelly Smith. This is Travis this Latroy. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now pit pass radio hello again everybody it is pit pass moderating weekly scott casper tony wank in studio along with uh, pj duran he returns this week and uh, he'll start us off in just a moment with some hot news and all that want to thank chris bishop tommy boy halverson jack and leon de leon as well roman avila with uh, part of this program off as i i'm sure will take part of the program off as i usually do uh, is this a part right now, Tony? What I take off right now?
2: Yeah, you usually just kind of tune your. I've it in. We right tune here. you out, and then you kind of check out
3: later. Okay, so that's what. So that's perfect. I then anyway, <clears> welcome <throat> to the show, uh, t- t- Tony. Tell them who's on the program.
2: All right, we got David Coombs waiting in the wings for us, and uh, we just all returned from Tennessee. So good weather down there, finally. I heard uh, it wasn't hot or anything. It was kind of bizarre. No big <laughs> rainstorms, but Coombs is going to be on um Aaron Bannister who's a guy I met down there his, his company's called Sickwicks and is a he's a candle company and he had a pretty cool design on it I don't know maybe Davey saw that down there but we'll talk about that and then Sean Finley who puts on the AMA Tennessee Knockout Extreme enduro in Tennessee obviously the Kenda AMA Tennessee Knockouts uh Cody Webb who's won that race for sure a while uh he's going to be on to join us and then Clay Stuckey who's with Sherco
0: All right, with headline news, let's go to PJ. PJ, what do you got for us? Well, from the road racing world, we've got uh, the big news. Uh, Roger Lee Hayden has announced his retirement. So if you hadn't heard that, uh, he is the last of the racing Haydens that we've got in the sport of motorcycling. There will be others along, I'm sure. uh, He's taken the time, I think, to start a family along with his uh, older brother. I actually shed a tear about this. uh, It's it's an end of an era. It really is the end of an era of the... The three little boys have all finished up their careers, and then uh, again this past weekend, we MotoGP went back racing. They were at Brno in the Czech Republic. Barn burner of a race, Dovizioso edged out Jorge Lorenzo and Marc Marquez. Uh, the goat, Valentino Rossi, followed uh, followed along in fourth after a good battle with uh, Cal Crutchlow. They fought all the way to the line too. It was a great race.
3: Thank you very much, PJ. Let's go back to Tony Wink. Well, Tony. we got
2: a race going on right, right now, actually, in Rapid City, South Dakota. at Sturgis, the Black Hills Half Mile, and you can tune into that at fanschoice.tv.
3: There you go. Let's go to Davey Coombs. Davey, of course, Racer X Productions. You can find him online, racerxonline.com as well. That's where you can find your subscription identification information. He joins us now, does Davey Coombs. Davey, welcome back. How are you, my brother? Good, thanks.
1: And I have some breaking news, too. Do uh, it. Team USA will be Eli Tomac, Aaron Plessinger, and Tony Wink.
0: What? <laughs> and Tony <laughs> Oh, Wayne. that's a surprise. Nobody saw that one coming. <laughs> so
2: they got the plus 250 back. I'm in. It's not weight, <laughs> Tony. Their... It's not weight.
3: It's uh, it's about plus.
2: Hardy-har.
3: Nah, okay. Hardy-har. Davey, thank it's you so much for joining Tony, us. It's plus 250, but it's three-stroke. Did you see Tony down there in, uh, at the Loretta's? I did from afar. Okay, from afar. I'm hard to miss. Not a bad choice.
1: I hide out on the infield so that I don't have to talk to angry minibike parents or older gentlemen who want to
3: have a plus 46 class. <laughs> hey. He's not giving that up, is he? <laughs> I'm
2: 41, and, I, and I'm still campaigning for the weight class.
3: <laughs> because the to. plus
2: 40, holy cow, they're fast. Dude, that was insane. They and are. The back of the pack but didn't look too good, but the front of the pack is insane.
1: Yeah, Tony, they're so fast that the, the winner of the plus 40 class was also the winner of the plus 25 class. He was 46 <laughs> years old, Mike yeah. Brown. Yeah. Just, it, was a, it was something else to see, and if not for Ricky Renner, who might be one of the most underrated motocross riders in the history of American motocross, uh, he'd, a, he'd had a perfect week the kid had beat Sebastian Tortelli when he showed up. And Sebastian said to me, I cannot believe I get beat by the X Games guy. I'm like, ah,
3: that's the, his brother. The X Games guy. <laughs> On this date, uh, Davey, in 1977... At Metrolina Speedway in North Carolina it was Bob Hurricane Hannah who won the 500 National with a 2-1 finish to gain several much needed points on his rival at that time Marty Smith. Marty struggled to a 7-7 finish there but that really set the stage for the racing that we see now. I mean if you think about it Bob Hurricane Hanna and Marty Smith these these are the guys Mickey Boone etc those guys really set the stage for the racing we're seeing now would you agree?
1: I certainly would. You know, back then, you turned 16 and you got a pro license and off you went. And uh are really, you know, Supercross was this new shiny thing. And uh, the, the, the people that we now know as legends and the people you'd put on the Mount Rushmore of uh, they got thrown right into the wolves. And uh, that's why, you know, we still talk about Hurricane Hannah. Right. And, and what's funny about that, Scott, is I didn't realize that if I wrote that today that Bob Hanna became the first guy to ever win all three national classes in one year. He had already won a 125 national, a 250 national, 500 national. I couldn't see anyone doing that uh, you know, in, in the years to follow, and I don't, I don't know that you could. But, um, yeah, they, they, they taught us diversity, they taught us how to train hard, and they taught us how to market themselves.
3: Market themselves indeed, as a matter of fact, on that very same date in history, and you can find this article online uh, at Racer X. By the way, um, it was Mccola, if you if you will, will. Mccola on on uh, on his bike was be- was really challenging, and and did did so, I think, quite well, um, but lost the the first moto to a sp- uh, in a spirited fight against five time FIM five hundred cc world champ in a man named Roger DeCoster. And that's why I think 77 was perhaps the year that was like a balancing point for for motorcycle racing, both outdoors, supercrosses. We established divisions and established champions. And it was Roger DeCoster who still at this time and this date is making a difference in our sport.
1: Yeah, and he's the one that's going to have to brink. He's gonna have to break Tony's heart when he announces Team USA this weekend at Unadilla.
2: Let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, there was, there's been a lot of people. Clearly, we need Eli Tomac on that team. There's no doubt. He's he's the man. He's uh, he's the fastest American that we have um, in outdoors outdoor nationals. Um, there's there's been a, a a wave of people that felt like Eli turned his back on. Team USA. When he wouldn't go overseas and race, even though Ryan Dungey's done it, a lot of guys have done it. They all got a pass. Eli didn't.
1: What do you hey, think the reaction of will guys, be? Guys, every one of those guys that Scott just mentioned—Marty Smith, Bob Hanna—they turned their backs too. It's just the world's a smaller place now, yeah. and we get to announce our displeasure with a guy that says no to Team USA, right? And it's not fair because Bill Apoto said no, Dungey said no. Yep. Uh, Eli Eli had his reasons to say no. And and he'll have his reasons next year, if he wants to say no. Until they move the motocross of nations back into September. Where it needs to be. More more of a commonsensical time Mm -hmm. for an athlete based in the U.S. Ken Roxton will not ride for Germany. Marvin Muskan won't ride for France. uh, And and Eli Tomek might not ride for the U.S. Because they are already moved on to the next job.
3: Jeff Emig, on the other hand, has already said he will race if asked. (laughs) So I've got Emig's word on that. Well,
1: Jeff Emig gets a pass here. He's the (laughs) one guy. Well, he's actually one of three. (laughs) Yeah. When Team USA called in 1992, he raised his hand and said, I'll go. Right. And he went to Australia, and him and Mike Rocco and Billy Lowell's won. But here's the funny thing. You know who didn't go that year? Who? Roger DeCoster.
3: There it is. Why?
1: Roy Jansen was the team manager, and I have no beef with it. It was just... It was in the middle of the Nationals. There were championships to be won, but they had to go to Australia. Really? And Mike LaRocco and, and Jeff Emick, who would never been chosen for the team, were battling each other for the 125 National Championship. They both said, I'll go. But everyone from Kadrowski to Stanton to Bradshaw to even Donnie Schmidt wow. all said no. Hmm. And Billy Lyles, the Georgia Peach himself, raised his hand all the way over in Europe and said, Hell, I'll go. And he didn't even have a ride. And he wrote like CR five hundred Honda and, and we won. That's so
3: awesome. you mentioned you, you mentioned story. Lyles and the Georgia Peach. He he wasn't a baseball player, but he still went home and sharpened his cleats. Uh, that's how much of a Georgia Peach he was. How about that for a reference, huh? We're talking with uh, with Davy Coombs, Racer X Productions, and of course the weekend that was uh, was outstanding weather-wise. It's something we seldom. I, I don't remember the last time we could say that the Loretta's had great weather. But truly, in fact, it was great weather for you and your staff. Before we get to the racing, I want to talk to you about your staff and sponsors because, quite frankly, this was like a little mini vacay for those those folks that work for you in that, that they didn't have to battle, battle Mother Nature as well. Can you talk about no, that? But Scott,
1: honestly, yeah. we were all kind of bummed
3: because <laughs>
1: the weather was superb. It was like, as Tim Cotter would say, and he's the real backbone to all this, mm-hmm. Tim Cotter would say, it's a Chamber of Commerce, day of weather. Wow. And we had that all week long, and then it got hot Friday, and it was really hot Saturday. But by then, you're just happy to be at the finish line. You're right. so, you know, it was like, oh my God, we had five beautiful days where it hovered around mid-80s, we didn't have any rain, it, it wasn't sweltering hot, and our guys were bummed because they like to the show how good they can do how good they can water the track, how good they can take water off of the track. And when it was over. We were just kind of like, well, that was an easy week. <laughs> and Tim and, and says this all the time. It says my brother-in-law, Jeff Russell, who, by the way, his son's racing this weekend, the national at Unadilla, the best off-road rider, maybe ever, Caleb Russell. Uh, Jeff was down at Loretta Lindsay and he was bummed out. He's like, why can't it rain? And I was like, Jeff, <laughs> it's waiting Unadilla waiting for Buds Creek. Caleb Russell's going to get some rain at one of these GN or one of these nationals. Look out! <laughs>
3: <laughs> look out
1: at Speaking
2: of Caleb Russell, what do you think of that? He's going to race the last three of the outdoors.
1: Well, he's racing it for fun. He he's not going to get in between Eli and Marvin or Eli and Marvin or anyone in in the top five or so. Caleb is a racer, and, and he has an opportunity to fulfill sort of a, a lifelong dream of going and racing a pro motocross national. Uh, he, 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 he's really good on a motocross track. But he's not, you know, factory rider on a motocross track. And he'll be the first to say that. But, you know, they, they have a bike sitting there because of the situation with Brock Tickle. And uh, he's been badgering Roger for years to do this. And um, the time is right. You know, he's got the GNCC thing he thinks well in hand. And uh, he's not getting any younger. So he thought that he would go ahead and do that bucket list thing and sign up. Uh, There's no way that he's going to be in a situation where he affects anything that involves Eli, Marvin, or those guys. But I could see him surprising some people, Uh, just just not the really elite people.
2: It always impresses me when somebody can take their self out of their element and go succeed, or even even compete at, at a different thing. I mean, you know, we think well, it's just dirt bikes. It's it's you know, of course they're going to be fast, but it's so much different. And I don't it's, I I don't think it's, any motocrosser could could just now. Ryan Sipes is is a guy that's proven. <laughs> and how about him yeah, Ryan too?
1: Sipes, what what he did uh, last week was amazing. Uh, but that's Ryan Sipes, and he is one of those really diverse riders, like a John Michel Bale, like a Ty Davis like a Rodney Smith, uh, you know. Jake Rana, Gagne,
0: Risto. I'm going to throw it out there. Road yeah, Racer. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or, or, or uh, speaking of Jake Gagne, I think he just rode by me on a Harley. Uh, <laughs> really? That's... No, there's someone leaving the restaurant I'm at on a Harley. Oh, yeah. um, anyway, uh, unnecessary Oliverio's restaurant plug. Maybe I'll get my uh, sushi free. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, all those guys. They, 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 they want to race. They want to compete. Scott Summers was the same way. Aaron Plessinger's dad, Scott Plessinger, was the same way. Uh, and I, I think it's cool when they want to do that. Remember, Kodrowski went off-roading when he was done. Uh, Mike Brown went off-roading before he came back to amateur motocross. Uh, what Brian Sypes did at Sturgis was ridiculous. Um, and what Caleb is going to do is brave. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and, and he picked three tracks that are not really technical but more kind of old school uh he would not have wanted to come to Glen Helen. he would not have wanted to come i i I think to uh muddy creek
2: he's been around Uh, the unadilla track though i mean sort of right
1: yeah yeah unadilla when they run the gncc he gets to ride around it but that's a that's a lot of work for five laps around unadilla
3: right (laughs) right and what a great track too! What a, what a great uh, yeah. opportunity for him and the fans to see an outstanding rider. We're talking with Davey Coons, Racer X Productions. Look for him online at RacerXOnline You can get your uh, your your uh, subscription there, by the way, uh, or you can give them a call or uh, do it online. Either way, get your Racer X subscription right now. Let's go to PJ. PJ,
0: Davey, to switch gears uh, slightly. Um, we haven't talked about it here on air in a minute and you're the guy I would love to ask. What do you see as the the real impact of, uh, arena cross going away? Are we going to, um... well,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm sad about that. I, yeah. I, I the arena cross. I, I, I was lucky enough to be in at the ground floor there or maybe unlucky enough because that meant I wasn't good enough to race supercross.
3: Uh, but, well, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that, but it it truly became a stepping stone to Supercross. It became more than a stepping stone. I think it became an art unto
1: itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what Buddy Antonez and and uh, Josh Demas and, and even back in the day with Dennis Hawthorne, uh, those guys were, were ballers on any track. They just chose to ride the smaller tracks, and they were good at it. And uh, I think that... It's it's sad that after 33 years it's gone. I know that if you were if you live in Des Moines or Rockford or or one of those you know time honored stops, it it really sucks because you know there's not going to be a Supercross uh, you know there anytime soon. Um, but it was a, I think a business decision. I think that that you know Feld Motorsports kind of looked at things and 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 their, returns and 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 their hopes for amateur supercross uh kind of met at a crossroads and they thought you know if we if we focused on amateur supercross as the road to supercross instead of arena cross you know maybe maybe that would would fit better with you know logistically and and athlete wise but i've always been a proponent of going to arena cross before you go to supercross and um i i hate to to you know See that it's going away, um, you know. All things change.
2: You know, I I think that uh, I agree with everything you just said, Davey. But you have to admit, and and we we've been trying to not talk about it on the show. But now that it's dead um, and they've put it to bed, we can say, it, "Arena Cross has not been fun to watch like it used to be. It used to kick ass. No, and no, it doesn't no.
1: when when Buddy and Yes Kenny Stevenson yes. and the Flying Hawaiian and those guys are there." It, it, it was different, but, but you know, I, I don't know, you know, honestly, Tony, I don't know that four-strokes fit in small buildings.
3: Yes, they don't. Even
1: when they went down to 250s yeah. and, and tried to figure out a way to, to make it work, I mean, you couldn't hear. I, I don't care what you did with the, the, the muffler or the pipe. Uh, those are loud bikes for small buildings, and uh, that may have had something to do with it, but I do think that, that they've had success. Dells uh, Motorsports with the amateur supercross, uh, which is a good thing. It's just a different thing. And um, I, I think that, you know, they're going to pursue that avenue. And, and, and I hope it's every bit as successful as Arena Cross was in those halcyon days of the late 90s with Mad Mike Jones and, you know, Jeff Willow and the crew wow those are, those it's are, so good those are fun to go to yeah.
2: you know i i see it as a good thing for for uh financially it, it seems to make sense the dirt's there there's a lot of you know that you've got that vehicle already in motion for but i don't know how it services the sport really because that rockford and des moines and all those markets that you're talking about and wichita and they're, they're not ever going to be there's you know and so so maybe a nitro arena cross or you know, I, uh, Stapleton told me this week that there's a new arena cross series that's about to kick off or they're about to announce it. And, you know, so maybe, I, you know, who knows. But I just don't see that it's it's going to service. I think there's going to be some I, fallout from it.
1: Uh, change is is the one uh, permanent in, in everything that we do right. as sports evolve. Uh, I don't know that, you know, to, to, to your point, and I don't mean to, to debate it, but uh, maybe all the kids in Rockford and Des Moines and Wichita all decided that they'd rather hang out with their iPhone on a weekend.
3: Okay, and, and
1: maybe they didn't see the returns like they used to. Yeah, maybe someone does sure. need to come in, does need to come on, come in and blow it up and and start over. You know, you used to not be able to watch Supercross live on Saturday night, so you had to go watch the Green Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those are those are things that change, and I'm not going to debate that because I understand my dad was the one who coined the term arena cross sold it to the AMA for a dollar because he said you know what this ain't this ain't for me this ain't for my family really and uh, focused on Loretta Lynn's and other things instead and that is a true story we were doing arena cross in the mid 80s before uh, before my kid although Mike is a true pioneer and the, the guy who founded arena cross is a uh, promoter in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, named Armin Hoxtetter. Wow, who started with the Motor Drone, or I'm sorry, the the uh, oh shoot, what was it called? Uh, uh, oh. Motorama.
3: Motorama. Yep.
1: Motorama has been going on since 1977. There is no longer running arena cross in the world, and I challenge anyone to show me uh, an earlier arena setting uh, for a motocross race. uh, it goes back to then, and you know it it evolved, and 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 I I, I appreciate the thirty three years. I mean that's a third of a century that we got to, wow. to see that kind of racing. Somebody will pick up the gauntlet just as felt did. Uh, remember guys like Drew Wolf and Mike Kid and Armin and my dad and Tony George and Charlie Mancuso. All those folks were running arena cross long before there was an arena cross series per se. So. Just just give it a little
2: time and it'll be back so how about outdoor nationals I, I remember uh, when we st- we took Alex Martin in his pro debut in supercross so I was running that team with uh, Ben Evans and Alex Martin and I remember going down the road in the sh- in the show hauler and I said uh, aren't you folks gonna help a little bit Alex and he said nope um, they're they're crying the blues because mom says that the national was a hundred thousand dollars down and I looked at him and I go how how many times was it not 100,000 dollars down it must make pretty darn good money and it seems like and he kind of snickered he's like yeah this was, for a while it was really good but it seems like to me now i mean i i and i can't i can't really judge but it, it seems like the crowds are really good at outdoor nationals again
1: the crowds are doing really good but i don't think that at that time when alex Martin was turning pro right before the recession hit
2: it was 09
1: I, I i again I don't think right before Alex Martin turned pro in the recession that things were very good for any outdoor national promoter. Mm-hmm. And they're not that great now because the scales of cost have changed on everything. But I appreciate the fact that uh, Alex went racing on his own dime and you helped him. Absolutely. He was Cause, Because I don't know a parent in the world that wouldn't help their kid if they didn't have the money. So there's your truth. Yeah.
3: We're talking with Davey Coombs. Look for complete results from the Loretta Lynn's online at racerxonline.com. Let's talk about Friday results, Davey. It was uh, Terry Bostard, a senior, 45 plus, the girls, 11 to 16, Taylor Allred. And I think if we want to look at, at, at a good story that's emerging, it is the story of Taylor Allred. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. She is unbelievably fast. And, mm-hmm. and I. I let me back up for one second, Scott. So is Terry Bostard. and he that that has been fast all of his life. Right. But watching him in the plus forty five fast, uh, was pretty darn cool. And uh, all those guys came off the track, big smiles on their face, and then they took their helmets off, and you realize that all those guys are our age, and it was <laughs> really really cool to see um, all those girls that were down there: Jordan Jarvis, Jasmine Canfield, and of course Taylor. Uh, who got, I think she got third in the in the big bike class and won the smaller class uh she she's legit and you know the, the wmX series has evolved and, and devolved uh, like a lot of things uh, like arena cross and um, uh she's a girl that man maybe maybe one day she could be up there with the boys and and you know I thought that about Hannah Hodges I thought that about Ashley Philex uh, the girls are getting better and better by the year. It's just really hard to find an avenue for them in a in a in a marketplace that's not you know as big as we all wish it would be.
3: We're talking uh, with Davey Coombs. Davey, If if there was another story outside of who I've just uh, just mentioned, those two, um, I want to I want to move to the two fifty A class, if I can, uh, Derek Drake. I think uh, not only had a great Friday, but an overall very good week. Pierce Brown, 250B also. What are your thoughts on on the uh, 250As and Bs?
1: Well, first of all, you know, there's a stepping stone there. Mm -hmm. And I know that people have, you know, conflict with it. Like, how can Pierce Brown have the fastest lap time of the week? Why isn't it Derek Drake? Well, Derek Drake rode on the rougher track because we always slot – the A-classes, and this is Ryan Holiday from Kawasaki Team Green's idea. He said, always put the A-classes at the end of a cycle before you uh, groom the track, because that gives us a better chance to check those guys out. So, guys like Ty Masterpool on a 125, who was ridiculous. Pierce Brown. Ridiculous. On a, yeah, yeah, on a 250, who was ridiculous. And Derek Drake, an A-rider, who is ridiculous. All rode different tracks. The Redlands is incredibly dynamic. The best rider at the ranch this week was Derek Drake. He's the winner of the Nicky Hayden Horizons Award. He raced the toughest competition. Uh, and he raced the toughest track in, in the heat of the day. Even though, you know, to Tony's point, it wasn't that hot. Um, but all those kids behind him, my God. Uh, Pierce Brown didn't even win a class. Uh, and I saw someone point this out. And, and by the way, anyone who wants to see what a rider, Pierce Brown, is Google uh, his helmet cam lap that someone posted uh, on Vital last schoolboy moto, schoolboy two moto, where he goes from last to first and passes Jalex Swole, who's also ridiculous. Um, you know, with six MOS at Loretta Lynn's between two classes, everyone has a chance to shine. But unfortunately, not everyone shines, but, right. but this year, there were so many kids who who had just remarkable eye popping weeks it, 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 it truly was my favorite Loretta lens because every motor that lined up, you had no idea who was going to win, and if you had a preconceived notion that it was going to be Pierce Brown, there was going to be Ty Masterpool, they went ahead and got a bad start so you could really feel the drama and uh, I think Tony, you 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 saw these kids. Uh, they charge from the staging area to the impound area the
2: there, whole time. There's,
1: there's no no shut off. no, yeah. no <laughs> let off. It, it's remarkable how far they've come since. You know, to your point, Scott, 1977.
3: Right, and that's that's the way PJ goes to work at Heckman Sports in Grimes, Iowa. <laughs> Look for him online at HeckmanPowersports.com. Why the guest. whole way? Oh, that's the you know. I think that about you, know, that, you. when you get up, you Scott,
1: go. That, that was as smooth as Jason Wygant squeezing that. Fifteen minutes will save you fifteen dollars <laughs> at Geico.
3: <laughs> By the way, it's very sorry, smooth. Fifty percent. Geico is a new sponsor of the program, so. If you've got 15 minutes we'll save you 15% on your insurance with Geico. Appreciate that. Um okay so so we've got about 8 minutes left, okay with you sir and I ne- it's never enough time. I always I when you leave I always want more it's like eating a nice dinner you always want to have a little more
2: that's no, weird if it's there, a thing to say but
3: no i'm serious that's the way i feel because i i enjoy having the conversation um davy from your your seat from the seat of rita coombs baby boy what what are we looking at uh as far as the story of this year's 2018 loretta Lynn's?
1: well we had more people there than ever before and and, and let me explain that we didn't add any classes. we qualifying for two classes, and that's the limit. We capped it at two classes back in 1984. Uh, I think we had less double-class riders than ever before. And when we did the sign-up on Sunday and Monday and got everyone spotted in, we had six no-shows. Uh, we also had 60 alternates. In various classes, holy cow! So the place is packed to the brim, uh, and 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 uh, the place is packed to the brim. And uh, the 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 beauty of it is that um, you know we 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 everyone who did get to race got three long motos. They got great tracks, and 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 we did everything exactly the way, not mom but dad set it up. And this was the 20th anniversary of his uh, passing. Um, he died on August 3rd, 1998. That was the first day back then. But it was Friday, which you were talking about, Tony, uh, this year. And we, we, we didn't miss a beat. I, I thought that we had a, a great track. I thought we had 42 great riders in every class. Uh, we had very minimal injuries. I think our worst injury came during practice. A uh, kid uh, unfortunately snapped his femur, and uh, the turnout of the alumni—I've uh, never seen it. I've, I've never seen as many guys to graduate from the Netherlands come back and stay so long. Hmm. And by that I mean Jeremy McGrath, Ryan Villapoto, Ricky Carmichael, uh, I, I, Jeff Emig, on and on and on. Adam Cincarullo, you know, did a, his blog. I, I made him drop the starting gate on one of the races. Uh, That's cool. We're trying to make Loretta Lynn's exactly what it was supposed to be in the first place. The world's greatest motocross vacation.
3: It's a Hall and of Fame weekend. That, really?
1: Yeah. But, but the fact that all those, you know, people come back on a Sunday and stay till Saturday and, and you know, not not all the, the pro guys, but, you know, all the families and everything, it's just a lot of fun and you get a lot of stuff done and you know i just now have my voice back after uh you know trying to yell over uh <laughs> the beer tent uh <laughs> chaos the beer tent there it, it's not like what the beer tent will be at the motocross of nations at red bud oh my <laughs> it's, unlike, it's unlike the beer tent anywhere else in america i promise you right it's just it's just a lot of fun and i i think you know the those the the, the all the champions and all the contenders and all the moto winners and all the fast guys and fast girls, um, they'll, 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 move on. And some of them will come back down the road, but, uh, the race will never change. You know, we, we, we have a good thing going. Uh, we're not going to fix it. It ain't broke. And, uh, thank you. We're going to continue. And, uh, you know, Loretta didn't get to come by herself, uh, this year, she sent a tape message and said, "Hey, here's the thirty seven more years and uh, my mom did get to go visit with her a little bit and uh they they did the proverbial uh sit down and talk about tomatoes and talk about <laughs> big dave and mooney and and um, talk about all these all these kids and golf carts. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun, and I think that, that that's the takeaway from the race there's there you know naming the standout rider. Either on mini bikes, on big bikes, the girl, the two-strokes, whatever—that'd uh, be like choosing the best egg out of a whole carton of Faberge eggs. Mm. It's impossible. They will—they will tell you who was the best years from now, just like Villapoto did. You know, after he graduated, you know, everyone thought it'd be another egg. Villapoto was the. <laughs>
3: You know, what, what do you duncee, think a three-egg omelet duncee. would cost you fuse? Nothing but Faberge eggs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Be chewy. That's,
1: that's 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 the point. No one knows which ones are the Faberges at this point, so we'll just we'll just we'll just scramble them all. All
3: uh, right. So so in, in your estimation, the story of the week really was the attendance. Number one, how no, long no, people no, stayed.
1: It was just a, the story of the week. Was it was another successful event okay you know the story of the week took place between the starting gate and the checkered flag and there were 37 of them yep and you picked the 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 ones you want to talk about because each class had its own story and and they were all good mm.
2: the guy that you scott you're talking about the guy that won the 45 plus mm-hmm. he doesn't ride like an old guy until the last moto i don't know what the deal is he looked like a vet rider but before that
1: the guy was like spent sw- time, I think he spent time in the beer
3: tent. <laughs> <laughs> you about Terry, right? on vacation. Yeah.
2: He's a, he a
1: fast old guy. There was just two motives before he got to really go on vacation.
3: I've heard his name pronounced like 15 different ways, and you're saying bastard, right?
1: I, no, I was making a, 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 a literary joke. Sorry. Okay, that's <laughs> a literary joke. I love
3: it. Davey, it's always good to talk to you. Um, I don't know that we can thank your family enough. Uh, for treating no, our sport no. the way it it the way you folks have treated it, you've treated it with respect. But more than anything, you've grown it because you've believed in it, um, and there and that's a huge difference. When when Feld folded up the tents for the final time with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, it was a sad day. But they realized that they were battling an uphill. It was a it was an uphill battle at that point. It's a di- it's a different world. It is it's a, different a different world. world. Yeah. And,
1: and, you know, think about that when you think about arena cross. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a different world, but maybe it's also time for a different big top.
3: And that's and, okay. And, and,
1: yeah, I'm not going to be the person that throws my hat in that ring. I'm busy enough. But uh, I do hope that races come back to, to places like Huntington and Columbus and Des Moines and Rockford and Wichita because uh, there's, there's, we got to grow this thing. Uh, but they had, they had gotten to the point where they, they needed to grow it in a different way and I respect that and will support that.
3: This interview brought to you in part by our good friends at Twister. Twister Throttle Tube by Pro Taper. Sealed bearing virtually eliminates friction. Throttle control at its finest with Twister and Pro Taper. Our friends at RacerX Online have provided us this great time with Davey as well. Davey, thank you so much. Best to your mom and uh, everybody at uh, RacerX Productions there. We appreciate it. Thank you so very much.
1: All right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, TJ. And thanks, everyone, for listening.
3: There you go. Get your uh, subscription updated if you haven't got one. Get your subscription updated or a brand-new subscription to uh, Racer X. It's uh, it's definitely where the news resides, and uh, I trust them, and you should too. RacerXOnline.com. Quick timeout. This portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at Hickam Power Sports. HickamPowerSports.com online we will tell you more when we return. Stay tuned. It's Pit Pass.
2: Sports stars. They're like superheroes.
3: But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin You. We're writing episodes about all of them.
2: And sadly, many more.
3: Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.